Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this? Aye, aye, Captain. Welcome back to Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. So, Vicky, we're doing Season 1, Episode 15, Shore Leave. Would you like to tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, Spotify, and Stitcher, and Anchor. Very correct. Where it all began. They can also contact us at Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek. And where can they get a beautiful merch shirt like what I'm wearing? I don't know. Where can they? Why don't you tell me? www.vickystartrek.com Correct. <laughs> very, very correct. So, Vicky. Season 1, Episode 15, Shore Leave. What did you think was going to happen today? The crew finds a pleasure planet and encounters lots of trouble. Boy, can you hit the nail on the head any harder? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that was a marker against a wooden table. <laughs> My goodness. Hey, I tried. <laughs> I, I'll give you that one today. <laughs> so are you ready, Freddy? Onward and upward, Captain. Anything from the landing party? Should be sending up a report momentarily, Captain. Oh. Something wrong. I kink in my back. That's it. A little, little higher. Push. Push hard. <laughs> That's Yeoman Burroughs. I have enough of that from Dr. McCoy, Yeoman. Thank you. I noticed it's a Dr. different Yeoman this time. Yep, um, from what I understand, Yeoman Rand was not in all of them. Oh. So, that's what I understand. I, I think, like, after a certain amount of episodes, she was gone permanently. Gotcha. But don't quote me on that one. I have to redo my research about that because I'm not 100% sure. Gotcha. The ship has been through in the last three months. There's not a crewman aboard who's not in need of a rest. 
Myself accepted, of course. Dr. McCoy's report channeled to my quarters. Aye, aye, Captain. There's Shula and McCoy. So this is a tiny bit of spoiler for everybody, but it should be said... We do come back to this planet in the TOS cartoons. Okay. So. No animals, no people. Well, it's a lot different. No worries. Just what the doctor ordered. <laughs> right, doctor? I couldn't have prescribed better. We are one weary ship. Do you think the captain will authorize the early here? Well, depending upon my report and that of the other scouting parties. You know, you have to see this place to believe it. It's like something out of Adults in Wonderland. The captain has to come down. He'd like it. He needs it. You've got your problems, I've got mine. But he's got ours, plus his, plus 430 other people. Where are you going? Get some cell structure records. A blade of grass, a bush, a tree, a flower petal. So Sulu, besides being the helmsman of the Enterprise, he is also a botanist. Right. With these we can uh, tell the whole planet biology. Oh, my paws and whiskers. I'll be late. Rabbit with a yellow waistcoat and white gloves hereabouts. Thank you very much. Sulu! What is it? What's the matter? Did you see them? See what? What is it, Doc? The Omicron Delta region was a region of space in the Milky Way galaxy in 2267, so this is a year later. The USS Enterprise discovered the shoreleaf planet in the region of space. The spaceship returned to this region for some rest and relaxation in 2269. So as I stated. Right. And that rabbit and that little girl from Alice in Wonderland. That is very correct. I mean, who else do you know that has a white rabbit and a little girl? Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. Green flowers, trees, green lawn, quiet and restful. Almost too good to be true. Sir, I don't see your name in any of the show parties. using energy. To me, it is quite illogical to run up and down on green grass using energy instead of saving it. Dr. McCoy, calling from the planet, Captain. Yes, open the channel, Uhura. Aye, aye, sir. Captain, are you beaming down? I hadn't planned to bone fly. 
well, either our scouting probes and detectors are malfunctioning, and all us scouts careless and beauty intoxicated, or I must report myself unfit for duty. Explain. On this supposedly uninhabited planet, I just saw a large rabbit on a gold watch from his vest and claimed that he was late. That's pretty good, Bones. All right, I got one for you. The rabbit was followed by a little blonde girl, right? As a matter of fact, yes. It disappeared through a hole in a hedge. All right, Definitely Alice in Wonderland. Take your report under consideration. Got it. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, Captain. It's an interesting planet. I believe you'll find it quite pleasant. Very much like your Earth. Scouts have detected no animals, artifacts, or force fields of any kind. Only peace, sunshine, and good air. And you'll good air. And a gun. So that is a Colt 38 Special, or Police Special. Right. Always have to be work with you. So much loveliness. You won't find only so lovely if I report that the captain isn't ready when he asks for it. Oh. It shouldn't be long. I always thought it was a Smith of Wesson, but nope, it's a Colt. Gotcha. Rodriguez, tell her. Everything all right? Yes, sir. We've completed the specimen survey. Good. That should be sufficient. Beam it up, Mr. Spark, when you're ready. Start enjoying yourself. Thank you, sir. And, sir, I think you'll find Dr. McCoy and Mr. Sewell that way. Thank you. Restful. After what we've been through, it's hard to believe a place this beautiful exists. It is beautiful. So lovely. And restful. I mean, affirmative, Captain. Sulu. 
Come. What do you think you're doing? Target you, Isn't it a beauty? Haven't got anything like this in my collection. Where did you get it? Sort of. I found it. Found it. It's a crazy coincidence, <laughs> but I've always wanted one like this. Found it lying right over there. An old-time police special. And in beautiful condition. Hasn't been one like this made in, oh, a couple centuries. It's sort of... Fires a lead pellets propelled by expanding gases from a chemical explosion. I'll hang on to it. The fresh air seems to make the trigger happy. Dr. McCoy's rabbit, sir. He must have gone through the air. Are you sure our instruments didn't show any animal life on this planet? Absolutely. No birds, no mammals, no insects, nothing. I'm certain our <laughs> readings weren't off. I'd like to believe this is an elaborate gag, but... Helen Barrows, you accompany Mr. Sulu, find out where those tracks came from. Doctor, you come with me back to the glade. I'd like to take another look at that area. Yep, it says here was a male human born in 2232 who later attended uh, as a cadet at Starfleet Academy during the mid-23rd century. In 2252, Finnegan, a flamboyant Irish upperclassman, tormented Captain or Cadet James T. Kirk in his first year at Starfleet Academy. Looking back on the perspective of years, Kirk described himself as a pos- uh, positively grim during that era. In fact, that delayed the jokester Finnegan immensely. Finnegan tormented Captain Kirk, uh, Cadet Kirk mercifully, 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 as he was a avid practical joker who would put a bowl of cold soup in Kirk's bed or leave a bucket of water propped over a half-open door. So, yeah. Gotcha. That was Finnegan. Finnegan, no, man. Finnegan. He's the kind of guy to put a bowl of cold soup in your bed or a bucket of water propped in a half-open door. You never knew where he'd strike next. More tracks. Looks like your rabbit came from over there. The girl's footprint. The young blonde girl I saw chasing. Yeah. You follow the rabbit. I'll backtrack the girl. I'll meet you on the other side of the hill. Good. I got a personal grudge against that rabbit, Jim. Jim! Jim, there's Finnegan. You never know when I'm going to strike you. I'm Jim. I'm Jim. And Finnegan just punched him. All right, Jimmy boy. Let's try that one again. 
Pretty interesting how you could tell by just her scream which woman it was. Right. So it says here, Don Juan was a robot constructed by the planet computer of the Shoreleaf planet. The planet was representation of the legendary Spanish seducer of females, Don Juan. It says here in 2252 while attending Starfleet Academy Captain or Cadet sorry even though I know he's Captain Kirk but he was a cadet at one time James Kirk became romantically involved with Ruth in 2267 you know this happened I'm not going to go into it because spoilers
Ruth, how can it be you? <laughs> how can you possibly be? You haven't aged. It's been 15 years. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. surface, Captain. Some sort of power field down there. Specify. Highly sophisticated type of energy draining our power and increasing, beginning to affect our communications. Can you pinpoint the source? Could be coming from beneath the planet's surface. Patterns would indicate some sort of industrial activity. Keep me posted, Mr. Spock. We'll continue our investigation down here. Captain, now. and a uh, hat. Look at yeah. doctor. A lady to be protected and fought for. A princess of the blood royal. You are all of those things. And many more. They'll look even lovelier with you wearing them. Don't peek. 
Dear girl, <laughs> I am a doctor. When I peek, it's in the line of duty. It's in the line of duty. <laughs> Just tried shooting him and he's got nothing.
Black Knight. Things cannot be real. Hallucinations can harm us. Go back to where you were. And he just ran McCoy through. So there's an inconsistency right there. What's that? So Sulu shot off three, no, he shot off four shots before they got there. So that revolver only holds six. And Kirk just shot off three, so that's seven total shots. Somebody forgot to count. Exactly. Well, technically, right now he is. Captain Log Supplement. All contact with the Enterprise has been lost. We're trapped here. Our ship surgeon, my personal friend, is dead. We're certain now that whatever we're facing is terribly real. Dummy. I don't So that plane right there is an FUF-4, World War II aircraft. Right. You can tell by the way the wings are, the wings come out kind of like a check mark if you use your fingers. Gotcha. That's basically how this plane was designed. It was a very good plane made by the Americans. Really 
That's one of them. Heard it? I don't know if it's ready to run. Where they used to attack people on the ground. And then it turns into a Japanese zero, which I haven't figured out how you get the two separated. Or, uh, right. Yeah. And Angela is gone. some of my aircraft games I have done strafing runs. It's a lot harder than it looks. Right? Finnegan again. Finnegan! What's been happening to my people? Take two, final voice body. This man is my problem. Thank <laughs> you. 
How's that for old man? Finnegan is a dirty fighter. Right? And there's the zero again. Oh, 
the samurai. Don Juan. So her tunic was torn on the on her right. Now, if you notice, it's not torn through the shoulder anymore. It's just basically that black collar is torn, and it's basically lashed over the back. Right. That's all I ever really know about him. Ruth again. I'm 
on the other hand. <laughs> Vicky, that was season one, episode fifteen. Shore leave. What did you think of that one? I liked it. You did. Yes. Okay. Besides the three things that I noticed that was wrong, what did you notice? Well, the tunic was retarded. Right. It was on this side, and then it was on this side. Right. First started out on her right, and then it was on her left in the back. Yeah. So. Captain Kirk shot three bullets when he only had two. Right. The tiger... So, this is the interesting thing. The tiger that was on the chain. We all know, for safety reasons, it was on the chain. Right. But, at one time, William Shatner was very flamboyant and said that he, he didn't run from anything until he saw the tiger right. in real life. Even though, even at that point, it was on a chain, he still ran the opposite direction. Right. The, the wrong with the two different planes. First it was a F4FU and then it was a Japanese Zero. Right. You know, so I saw some inconsistencies in certain things like that. So, the Samurai looked pretty close to authentic to me. Right. Not all of them had the mass that everybody thinks that they had. Right. So, I, I was mostly decorative. So, that was pretty accurate. I don't know anything about Don Juan, so I couldn't tell you if that was accurate or not. Right. And I thought it was Genghis Khan at first. I was like, is that Genghis Khan? Oh, no. Genghis Khan looked so much different. I know. <laughs> Genghis Khan would have been in a lot more furs, not fancy dress. Exactly. So, um... Other than that, who would you... What would you give this one as a reading? I probably... Thought this one was kind of weird to me, so I gave it a six point five. Well, I'm gonna give this one an eight because I'm weird like that. So, who do you think this episode hinged on? Uh, Sue, Kirk, uh, McCoy, the Yeoman, um, the other two I can't remember. Rod- Rodriguez and uh, uh, Angela. And Angela, the caretaker. For setting this all up, Ruth, Spock. Okay. Finnegan. Okay, Finnegan. So yeah. So, besides what we did notice, is there anything else that you noticed that I missed? No. Okay, well, I guess until next time then. Oh, wait, would you like to tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Anchor. Correct. Where it all began. You can contact us at Vicky's Adventures in the Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook, Vicky's Adventures in the Star Trek. Righty roo. And where can they get a red shirt? Why, at www.vickysstartrek.com. Yay! Merch. <laughs> okay, well, I guess until next week, I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And we'll catch you on the next mission. Bye!